0: Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 9. And since delivering what we... Uh, what we call the Sermon on the Mount Jesus has worked a lot of miracles including casting out demons out of those men who were uh, living in the tombs at Gadarene and they if you remember they they come running up to the boat when Jesus was coming to the shore and they're calling him the son of God and his disciples are with him those that he has picked so far and they, they hear this, so they, they are hearing for the first time that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, he's, he's healed a leper. He has healed a centurion servant who was paralyzed and was at the point of death. So he rescued this person from death. Uh, he healed Peter's mother-in-law who had a fever um and then after he heals her she gets up and goes and cooks them a meal and jesus hangs out at peter's house for a while and people from all around peter's neighborhood and probably the neighboring uh little towns they were they they had found out that jesus was staying at peter's house and they were bringing to him all kinds of sick people all kinds of people who were demon possessed and and so jesus uh there there was as we're seeing this trend in the book of Matthew, especially since the Sermon on the Mount, there's a lot of these healings going on and these demons being cast out. Not to mention that after Jesus uh, was at Peter's house and healed all those people and cast out those demons from those people that came to him, he tells his disciples to get into a boat and they're going to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee and the storm comes up and Jesus... you know, The, the storm was so bad... These people who have been fishermen all of their life, they're they're literally afraid they're going to die. They go and wake up Jesus who's asleep in the boat, and Jesus just speaks to the winds. And so the storm just calms immediately. And it just freaks the the disciples out. And they're like, who is this man that even the winds, the, the, the seas, nature obeys him? And then the next thing you see is Jesus uh healing a paralytic who was lowered down through the roof of a house where jesus was teaching at and then in matthew chapter 9 as well there is a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years who had spent everything that she had she had seen all the doctors and nobody was able to help her and she was at her ropes end. she was literally out of choices she had nothing else that she could do and 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 matthew says when she had heard of jesus she she went and she said, "If I could just touch the hem of his garment." And she busts through the crowds, touches his garment. He is healed. But the reason why she is able to do that is because Jesus Jesus was on a, a mission. He was uh, he had been approached by the leader of the synagogue named Jairus. We get his name from the book of Luke or Luke's Gospel, and we know that he had a twelve year old daughter who was dying, and 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 he thought that if i could just get jesus this miracle worker to my daughter while she's still alive he can heal her he can save her literally from death but this woman interrupts this woman with the issue of blood interrupts the mission jairus has got to be freaking out jesus tells him only believe and and so jesus carries a conversation with this woman and after they finally get through talking they go to jairus's house and, well, while they were, actually while they were talking, while, while Jesus was having this conversation with this woman with the issue of blood, uh, one of Jairus' people shows up from his house and says, don't bother the teacher, your daughter has died. And that's when Jesus says, only believe. And so Jesus goes to Jairus's house. He clears the house out, tells him all to get out because they were laughing at him because he he had told the people that because they had, what they did back then they would pay people to come and mourn and so these people had come over because they were paid to mourn over this dead girl who who's 12 years old and plus J.R.S. family is there and they're of course they're mourning their their daughter they, they they've lost a loved one and so jesus says she's not dead she's asleep and so they were laughing at jesus and he says y'all get out And the only people that he brought in was Jairus, his wife, Peter, James, and John, three of the disciples that he had handpicked. And so um, Matthew picks up after, uh, in verses 27 through 34 of chapter 9, Matthew picks up the story as Jesus is leaving the girls' home, and he's going to tell us yet about another miracle that Jesus does. But something happens in this story That I want to point out to you. I think it's very interesting. Let's listen to what Matthew says. He says, after Jesus left the girl's home, talking about Jairus' daughter, who he just raised from the dead, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. And they went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord. They told him, we do. And then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith... It will happen and then their eyes were open and they could see and Jesus sternly warned them don't tell anybody about this but instead they went out and spread his fame all over the region and when they left a demon possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus and so Jesus cast out the demon and the man began to speak and the crowds were amazed nothing like this has ever happened in Israel they exclaimed but the Pharisees said he can cast out demons because he is empowered by the prince of demons so there's a lot of things going on in this and I'm really gonna hone in on really one aspect of this story and the first thing that stands out to me and it stands out greatly is how these two blind men were following Jesus which means literally they're behind Jesus why because they're blind they can't keep up with a man who's not blind who's on a mission he's going to somebody's house to fellowship with other people probably to get some rest and and so these these two blind men they're blind they can't see where they're going so that they can't keep up with Jesus they are literally they they are literally following behind him how far behind the Bible doesn't say. Matthew doesn't tell us that you know. A lot of times, it goes. Uh, these gospels are going to detail, but this is one of the details that that we don't have. So we have to kind of guess. Is maybe it's fifty feet. Maybe it's hundred. Uh, maybe it's a hundred feet. We're we're not told. But but uh, perhaps maybe it's not as much distance that that I have in my mind. Maybe it's only like five feet or ten feet. And the reason why they're shouting at Jesus is because they can't see Jesus. They, they can hear, they can hear the crowd, they can hear the commotion, but they can't see Jesus because they're blind. They can't see. And so they, they can hear the commotion, they're, therefore they know Jesus is going in this direction because they can hear the commotion, they can hear the people talking, they can hear the excitement of the crowd that is following Jesus, and therefore they can follow the sound, but they can't do it really fast because they're blind. And so they're trying to keep up with Jesus, but they can't keep up with Jesus. Therefore, they're shouting to Jesus and, and they're, they're having to shout loud to get over the crowd. And Jesus, it's like he's not paying attention. It's like he is ignoring them. Um, one of the reasons people shout is because they're trying to get somebody's attention. How many times have you been talking to somebody and they don't hear you? Or maybe they do hear you, but they're acting like they don't. They are ignoring you. And so as you try to get their attention and they ignore you, even though they can hear you because they're sitting on the other side of the couch from you or they're in the same room with you, but they are ignoring you, what happens? Your voice begins to escalate and that your voice becomes a higher level why because you are beginning to shout at them because you are wanting their attention and they're not giving you you the, the attention that you are wanting and so you maybe are getting angry and your voice escalates and if i get louder that means they'll listen And I know that they hear me. And if you are married, if you are dating, or if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about here, right? Now, you may think that I'm crazy, but I believe that's exactly what's going on here with Jesus and these blind men. Think about it. Jesus is at Jairus' house. He's chased everybody out because they're all laughing at him when he said that the girl wasn't dead, that she was only sleeping. And I believe they left... That house, Jairus's house, those people, when Jesus threw them out because they were laughing at him, and I believe they went around telling people, can you believe what this man's doing? He, he, we know for a fact this girl is dead. We know there's no heartbeat. We know there's no breath in her lungs coming out of her nostrils. We know for a fact that she is dead, and he's trying to say that, that, that she's asleep. They haven't never seen anybody raised from the dead. This was the first time that Jesus had raised somebody from the dead. And Jesus says, "She's asleep." And they're laughing at him. He says, "Get out. I don't I don't need your doubt. So get on out of here. Go somewhere else." And the only people that he allowed in that room was Jairus, his wife, Matthew, uh James or uh Peter, James and John, not Matthew, but Peter, James and John. Um And so I believe they left the house and they told the people what was going on. And like always, a crowd had gathered around where Jesus is at. Because after all, Matthew does say word spread about what happened at Jairus' house like wildfire. And so I believe these blind men, perhaps they got wind of Jesus. This miracle worker who has already opened blind eyes, who's opened deaf ears, who has cast out demons, who has uh caused paralyzed people to get up off their mat immediately and, and walk like nothing had ever been wrong in their life I believe these blind men heard Jesus was at Jairus's house and they knew that he was their only hope and so that they could just get to Jesus they could be healed and they would be able to see maybe for the first times in their in their life but they're slow because they, they can't travel very fast. And, and so by the time that they get to Jairus' house, Jesus is leaving. And like I said a while ago, they, they can't see Jesus, but they can hear and they can hear the commotion. They can hear all the talking from the crowd that is following Jesus. And they realize, hey, this guys he's no longer at this house. We got to catch this guy. We got to follow him. And so they follow the sound of the crowd. They are trying their best to follow Jesus. And as they are following Jesus, they're yelling, they're screaming, they're shouting because they're desperate. They are desperately begging for mercy, shouting his name, son of David. We know who you are. We know you're the king that is coming to sit on the throne. We know that you are the Messiah. This is what what they're saying. We know that you are here to deliver us. We know you are the one. We know that you are the miracle worker. They're using flattery to get his attention. And they're shouting his name, son of David. And they're desperately pleading for mercy. They don't say, hey, heal us. We want to see. They're saying, hey, have mercy on us and there there's something special about this story because hundreds, if not thousands of people have been coming to Jesus since we started the book of Matthew and they're they're wanting a healing i mean they they are literally coming to Jesus for one thing that's because they're sick and they want to be healed because they want to be made well they want to be whole again they want to live life as normal as they can they're tired of hurting they're tired of putting up with whatever sickness they have whatever disease they have and they know jesus can heal them so they come to jesus for a healing or they come to jesus to have this demon cast out and jesus healed every one of them instantly but this story it's it's a little different and jesus does end up healing spoiler alert he does end up healing these two blind men but something takes place before the healing and that is the pursuit matthew says after jesus left the girl's home after he left Jairus's house after he raised that girl from the dead two blind men followed along behind him shouting son of david have mercy on us and they went right into the house where he was staying And Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? This tells me that Jesus left Jairus' house and he went to someone else's house. And he did not stop to take care of these blind men's needs. He didn't. He kept walking. And they followed, shouting. And Jesus arrives at the house where he's staying, opens the door, or the people, he knocks on the door and they let him in, whatever. But he goes inside the house, shuts the door behind him, and begins to fellowship with those people who were in the house, leaving the blind men still on their journey somewhere down the road, right? And so these two blind men who were way behind because they, they had to walk slowly, they can't see where they're going, they couldn't keep up with Jesus. They couldn't keep up with the crowd, but they knew the direction and they, they could hear the crowd maybe outside of the house where Jesus is at. So they knew where to go because they were following the crowd and the noises, but they couldn't keep up with Jesus. So they arrive at the house where Jesus is. They go inside, not caring whose house it was, not, not caring that they was, they, they were not welcome to, to be at that house. They just knew that they had to get to Jesus and they didn't care who was in the house they didn't care who owned the house and they and, and, and here's what's unique about this story they have been yelling for Jesus on this journey from Jairus's house to whoever, whoever's house this is where Jesus is staying and Jesus ignored them he just acted like they were not saying a word to him like he couldn't hear them and and when they come inside the house and they find Jesus, Jesus asks them. They don't don't say to Jesus, hey, we want to see, big fella. Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? This tells me that Jesus heard their shouting, he heard their pleas for mercy, and he kept on walking. Jesus ignored them on that journey. Why would Jesus... God in the flesh, who's healed all these people, who's, who's cast out all these demons, who just raised somebody from the dead. Why would Jesus ignore their pleas, begging for mercy, knowing that they are desperate, knowing that they want to see because they're blind? Perhaps maybe it's the first time they have seen in their lives. Why would Jesus keep walking? Why would Jesus just keep ignoring these blind men as they desperately cry out to him to have mercy on them and not heal them immediately. Jesus could have stopped dead in his tracks and healed those two blind men, but he didn't. Why didn't he? And I believe it's all about the pursuit. It's all about the pursuit. Remember what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount back in Matthew chapter seven, verses seven through eight. And remember, he is talking to his disciples. A crowd had gathered on the mountainside, but Jesus is literally talking to his disciples. He's teaching his disciples. And one of the things he tells them in Matthew 7, 7, 8 is to keep on asking. And he says, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find what you're looking for. Keep on knocking and the door will be, not maybe, but will be opened To you for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door not may be open it will be open Jesus is talking to his disciples here three of those disciples are with Jesus at Jairus's house Peter James and John those three disciples on several occasions they get special privileges to be with jesus like at the mount uh, of transfiguration peter james and john the only three disciples that are there uh in the garden of gethsemane jesus has all of his disciples except judas because he's gone to betray jesus to sell jesus for the 30 pieces of silver so 11 of them are still left but only three of them were asked to come alongside of jesus and pray with him and that was peter james and john Peter, James, and John were there at Jairus' house in that room with Jairus and his wife and and their dead daughter when Jesus told her to get up. And she immediately got up out of the bed and started walking around. They saw this happen. And, And they are with Jesus as he is traveling to this house to where he is staying they hear the blind men yelling for Jesus, crying out, son of David, have mercy on us. They're shouting as loud as they can shout. Maybe they're getting hoarse from all the shouting that they're doing because Jesus seems to be ignoring them. And, and so what we have seen on, uh, or since the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus has given his disciples directions on how to be righteous Right? According to God's standards and not the religious leaders and how that their righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees and the religious leaders if they want to get into heaven. He has given his disciples direction. He has given them purpose. But since given them these lessons on the Sermon on the Mount is what we call it, he has also modeled, he has practiced what he preached to them if you will he has modeled these lessons before them he is teaching by example because he knows that they're going to be taking his place soon within the next three years when he's going to die on a cross they're going to see all this go on they're going to see him down cross. they're going to see him put in a tomb for three days and it's going to blow their minds they're going to be so full of fear they're they're not going to understand what's going on until after the resurrection and after they're filled with the holy spirit will they fully know in acts chapter 2 what was going on and so jesus is teaching his disciples and he's leading by example jesus heard these blind men the very first time that they yelled at him he knew they were there but he ignored them he already knew before they ever told them what their need was he knew what their need already was that they wanted to see he knew they were blind he knew they were begging for mercy but I believe that Jesus is teaching his disciples a lesson and that lesson is the pursuit to endure to not give up to keep on pursuing God even if it seems like he does not hear you even if it seems like God is ignoring you keep on asking keep on seeking keep on knocking and here they see that taking place with these blind men and with Jesus and it will be a great lesson for them because as I said a while ago in, 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 in the not too far future in just a few years their faith is going to be so greatly challenged when Jesus is nailed to that cross and placed in that tomb for three days and you know what it's a great lesson for us as well because God wants our hearts he wants us you and me to desire him to yearn for him to burn with passion for him and there's all kinds of verses about this and I'll share some with you here in just a second but it's it's much like when when you are dating your spouse it, it it's all about the chase the chase is exciting um, especially if you're a, a male chasing the female, because males, w- we have this nature about us that we, we like to hunt. Maybe you don't physically like to go out there and kill animals, but, but you, you like a challenge. And, and, and it's just built inside of us that we have this competitive nature and, and we like that pursuit. We like to conquer things. And, and, and we were trying to conquer, if you will. We were in pursuit of our Mate, and, and, and so the chase begins, and we, we do all this stuff. Kind of like those, those blind men who were following Jesus. They're chasing Jesus. They're pursuing Jesus, and they're yelling at Jesus, and they're flattering Jesus. You son of David! You know, they're, 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 they're calling him by name. We know who you are. Have mercy on us. We're telling you this is what we want. Have mercy on us. We're flattering you, and, and this is what we need. We did the same stuff when we, when we were pursuing our spouse, when we were pursuing our girlfriend, when we were pursuing our boyfriends. We do all this stuff that is screaming, that is shouting. Hey, pay attention to me! You have something I need, and so we shower them with gifts, and we, we we buy them their favorite things, and we listen for for what they like and what they want, and we we steer them in that direction. We we tell them all of these things that we think they want to hear and that will impress them. It's it's much like um, if you've ever watched the Dukes of Hazard, I grew up watching the original Dukes of Hazard back in the eighties. And there was a cop on there named Roscoe Pico Train. And, and Roscoe would always chase the Duke Boys around, you know, and that's when they're doing all these jumps because they're trying to get away from Roscoe. They're always trying to get away from Enos or, or Boss Hogg. They're they're always running from the law. And and Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrindedpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.